Hi, my loves. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is DeAndre Nicolette. If you're new here, my love, welcome. I'm super excited to have you tuned in to your first ever episode of Manifest Daily. And of course, if you're an OG listener, you already know the vibes. Okay. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, boy. Hey. What's popping? What's good? Welcome back to another episode of your fave. My loves, let's start off with the possible elephant in the room. I sat down at my computer today to record an episode because I was kind of like, should I record something today? Should I not? We'll get into why, what's going on. (laughs) As always, existential crisis. I mean, what is it? Like, it's never not an existential crisis with me, okay? We're going to get into that in a second. But I use an external hard drive. If you don't know what an external hard drive is, it's basically a hard drive that is external to my computer. I plug that in. I use that when I record my episodes simply because I record a lot of episodes and it's a lot of you know, content and just to make sure my computer doesn't get clogged up, I use this. And I went, I plugged in my external hard drive and it started making this very odd noise. It sounded very much like, and I was like, hmm, that doesn't sound good. What is that? Why is that happening? And of course, my hard drive is not showing up on my computer, which is concerning because I, I've moved all of my previous episodes, all over 200 of them onto this hard drive recently. And so for it to not be working is concerning, but I usually store my intro music on that as well. And so if you heard this episode, per chance, start off with a different intro. It is very representative of the fact that it is the middle of retrograde season. I am in this external crisis episode and my hard drive is not really working as it should. But guess what? We are rolling with it. We're flowing with it and we're we're showing up. So like I said, I wasn't sure if I was going to sit down and record an episode. I realized that I had to do so and not because I was like, oh my God, I have to show up. I have to do an episode. Otherwise, it's like I'm not consistent. I mean, that was a small part of it, but I won't even lie to you. The biggest part of it was me knowing that the way that I am Whenever I'm in these sort of crisis modes, these sort of questioning things modes, it is really helpful for me to get on here and talk and talk things through and just kind of like hear my own voice. I tend to come to a lot of the conclusions that I know are within integrity for myself when I talk things aloud. You may or may not be the same. I have a friend who, you know, she journals a lot. I journal sometimes too. But for me, I always like joke and say, and it's not really a joke, is it? Um, that this is my journal. And, you know, one could be like, well, DeAndre, that's not really the safest space being online and being on the internet. But to which I say, maybe not. (laughs) But but it is what it is. Okay, it is what it is. So we're going to talk about a lot of things today. This episode is kind of just like a casual chat catch up. So if you're not into those, then maybe skip this one. I am going to be talking through what this month has been for me. What is the the current crisis at hand that I am kind of dealing with and how it relates to the astrology? Because y'all know I've been like super into astrology lately and I feel like it's so, you know, maybe it's like a chicken and an egg thing where it's like, is it the astrology? Because I think it is or is it, is it, wait, what am I trying to say? You know what I'm trying to say? Like, is it, do I think it's, do I think? that it's the astrology because I know the astrology and so I'm like linking it to that or is it really the astrology that's like causing the things it's like which one is it chicken or egg so we're gonna get into that and then this episode was originally supposed to be about my skincare favorites so I figured you know what 
let's toss that in there as well. Let's just kind of like put it all together. If I get to it, I get to it. If this kind of, if we go off the rails and this doesn't have any skincare in it, I'll make sure that's not in the title. But if it does, I'll put it in the title. How about that? Like, let's make a deal and, and do that. So let's catch up. <laughs> what did I say like that? Let's catch up. Let's chat. We have the full moon in Pisces this week, which I also want to talk about and get into a little bit more. I know I talked about it in the August energy report, but I want to give you all a bit more tea on this one. This is also going to be the, the end of me being in my new space for a whole month, which is so wild to think of. Like, I kind of want to start there and work my way into the existential stuff and kind of, yeah, just catch up. So it's been a month or almost a month that I've been living in this new space and I love it. One thing that I tend to experience and you might feel the same when I make like really big life decisions is sometimes I have this moment where I make the decision, I feel sure of myself. And then after it's been made, I panic and I'm like, oh, what did I do? <laughs> Oops, was this the right decision? Should I have done this or should I not have done this? And the first week or two living in the space, I won't even lie to you, I had that. I had that because often when you do make big, major life decisions, whether it is to move or to enter or leave a relationship, to start a new career, to start a business, to stop something, you are literally going outside of your comfort zone, right? You're pushing yourself to go outside of your comfort zone because you know whatever it is that's meant for you is not in this comfort zone that you're currently in. You're like, it exists outside of what I'm currently used to, right? Whatever it is I'm calling in, it is new to me. And because of that, it's going to be something that I'm inherently uncomfortable with because I'm not used to it. But I think that's the thing when you do start something new and or you stop something or whatever the case is, is that even if you on some levels believe like, OK, this is going to somehow lead me to what I want to go to, it's somehow going to bring me closer to whatever it is I'm manifesting it's still freaking scary. Like it's still so scary. And I feel like I had such a connection to my last apartment. You guys know I moved to Dallas. I was living in a certain apartment that quickly was just not aligned anymore. I broke my lease, very expensive decision, moved out of that apartment and moved into my last apartment. My last apartment was where Dallas became home for me. That was where I really started to discover who I am as an adult. I started to really dive deep into my journey with confidence, with self-love, with self-worth, with really understanding the person that I was becoming and the person that I want to be. That journey, I mean, that journey I feel like was ongoing from even me living at my parents' house to me moving to Jersey. Like it was always ongoing, but I feel like I really, really, really made a lot of strides and put a lot of lessons to the test in my last apartment. And so because of that, I have all of these amazing memories. And I also have some very just not so fun memories, times where I just felt really defeated and hurt and just felt like I was drowning in all of the things. But it still was a very, very, very important part of my journey because I grew so much there. I was there for about two years and like that's a long time. It's a short time, but it's also a long time, right? So when I moved into this new space, it was kind of like, okay, this is a place where you are opening yourself up to expansion. 
this is a place where I feel uncomfortable because I'm not new, because I'm not used to it. It is new to me. But I also know that it's a place that I could grow and expand. But because of that, there is that sense of discomfort. There is that, or there was that at the very beginning, like wanting to go back to the old place because it was kind of like, oh my God, I'm so not used to it. I'm so not used to this. I, it feels uncomfortable. I kind of want to just go back to what I'm used to. And so I had that for a little bit. And I feel like, I'm now in a space where I'm starting to settle in a bit more. And I know, I knew there was going to be that period. I mean, I knew that was going to happen, but I'm starting to feel a bit more settled. I'm starting to feel a bit more comfortable. It's still like getting used to the stairs. Um, there are stairs in this new place. And so going up and down the stairs, I mean, I'm definitely working myself out a bit more. I also think a big part of it too, is just the astrological transits that are happening right now. And I specifically feel like I'm feeling this because there are specific astrological transits that I'm going through right now that are all about my identity, like who I am as a person, who I am at my core. Bear with me because if you're unfamiliar with the astrology, I, I want to explain this and I want to talk about this because I truly, truly, truly resonate with this like so much. And when I dive even deeper into the astrology, it is ridiculous how accurate, <laughs> like how accurate it is. I remember I went back the other day and I listened to a reading that I had with an astrologer, like I think it was earlier this year and everything this woman said, everything she said, the timing of it, like you, you can't make this shit up. Like you literally can't make it up. And so the more that I dive into astrology, the more that I see those parallels of the season and the transits and where they're taking place and what's happening in my life. And so I kind of want to walk through some of these so you guys can understand the setup for this current existential crisis. Okay. So the first is obviously my Saturn return. We have talked about this in several episodes. I have an episode with Haley Comet. I have an episode with Brittany Adams. I have, I think Julia Kelly and I may have touched on this like years ago, um, two or three years ago as well in an episode, but Haley Comet and Brittany Adams, I, we talked about this recently. So listen to those episodes if you're unfamiliar, but a Saturn return is a major transit. We only have a couple of those in our lives. You, you may get three if you're lucky, if you live to that long age, because they happen every 28 years or so. And these transits are truly, they are truly just, what is the word? Like revolutionary, transformative, perhaps is a better word, because Saturn will deliver to you situations, opportunities for you to show that you are ready for whatever that next level of your life is. And Saturn is a planet where you know, sometimes people can get afraid of Saturn. They can think Saturn can be very mean, very cold because, you know, you hear about Saturn return and a lot of times you will hear stories of challenge. You will hear stories about people who are like, I lost my job. I got divorced. I lost my kids. I, it's like a lot of loss, a lot of challenging life things that will happen to people during their return. The thing about Saturn is it's very karmic. What you put in, you get out. Right. And it's not about just putting in to get out, but Saturn really is able to see are you doing the things to challenge yourself, to push yourself beyond that comfort zone because you know there's better out there for you, because you know there's something more aligned. Are you doing the challenging things now to reap the benefits of the person that you will become later? And 
it's a question where for some people, they're like, no, I, I, I don't want to encounter the challenging. I don't want to deal with this shit. They don't want to do it. And, and for them, it's like they want more ease. But I think the thing about Saturn return and Saturn in general is that in order to, you know, prosper from the ease and the flow and all the, all those beautiful things, you have to be willing to wade through the mud. You have to be willing to encounter the challenge, to face it head on, to tackle your trauma, to do the shadow work, to do the healing, to do the icky stuff that can be painful, but is incredibly transformative. And I'm no stranger to that stuff. Now, I'm not trying to say I've had the hardest life in the world because I know I haven't. It's not about that. It's about what have you faced in your life and how have you chosen to look at those things? Do you look at your challenges and say, oh, well, that's it. I, I, you know, I'm a victim here and this sucks and, you know, like this is life and it always happens to me. Or do you look at challenge and you're like, this sucks. Like that's, that's how I feel. Like I, I hate this, but I'm going to face this head on because like, what else am I going to do? Am I going to, am I going to lay down and accept this victim role, victim mentality, or am I going to face this head on and do something about it? And that doesn't mean negating your anger, your frustration, your sadness or whatever. That just means that you're choosing to take on a more productive, and I don't mean productive in the sense of getting shit done, but like productive in the sense of you are choosing to take on a more optimistic and a more open-minded, a more growth-minded perspective of whatever it is that you're facing. That's what Saturn return is about. That's what Saturn is about. And I'm going through my Saturn return right now. And when it comes to astrology, we, and again, we talked about this in the episode with Haley Comet, there are different ways to look at your chart. Um, the two that I'm very, or not very familiar with, but the two that I know are whole sign and Placidus. In the episode with Haley, she talks about how she uses Placidus. And since I've started my journey of diving into astrology, let me back up one second just to say the, the whole sign in Placidus, the way I liken it is like almost like languages. You and I could both be saying hello, right? But if I say it in one language and you say it in another, the interpretation might be a little different, but we're still saying the same thing. Okay, maybe that's a bad <laughs> analogy, but it's, it's just kind of two ways of and, or at least these are two ways of understanding the natal chart. So we all have these placements, but it's kind of like whole sign looks at them a certain way. Placidus looks at them a certain way. And thus you may get similar, but possibly slightly different at their core or in some of the details outcomes or, or um, revelations from that. So that being said, Haley Comet uses Placidus. When I started to dive into astrology a bit more, and you'll hear it even on the, the reports that I do here on the show, I use mainly whole signs. Whole signs is typically easier because you you just count like it's kind of like okay if my rising sign is Aquarius then I know uh, like my my rising is in house one and you can kind of predict where certain transits will hit in your chart based on your rising sign and based on like what the chart looks like if your rising sign is in house one and the the next sign is house two yada 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 like I'm not doing a great job explaining that, but what I'm trying to say is whole signs, when you get into it, is typically easier. It's a little bit more intuitive, a little bit easier to understand. Placidus, on the other hand, Placidus takes into account a slightly different interpretation of your natal chart. So when we're talking about Saturn return, in a whole signs chart, a whole signs interpreted chart, Saturn is transiting my second house, which is that house of money, values, um, basically those two things, like income and values, right? And so we would 
Interpret that as a lot of my lessons during this particular Saturn return will have to do with money, will have to do with value, will have to do with self-worth. However, when we look at a Placidus chart, Saturn is transiting not only my second house, but my first house as well. And my first house is all about self, identity, who I am at my core, my entire aura, my entire being, my personality, how I show up in this world. And when we look at a Placidus chart and we see, okay, Saturn will be transiting not just your second, but your first and your second. Now the lessons that I meant to learn during this particular transit become a little bit more detailed. They become a little bit more, I would say, complex, a little bit more layered. About a year ago, I wanted to elevate my health and wellness journey. I was so tired of taking all these different supplements every single day. So instead of adding more, I decided I wanted to simplify and try AG1. It's one of the best decisions I made in 2023. I now feel more energized and mentally clear daily. My skin has even more of a healthy and brighter glow and my digestion has improved. Like I said, I first gave AG1 a try because I wanted to simplify my supplements. I wanted a single solution to support my entire body, my gut, and my brain health. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've noticed that I feel a boost in energy, not just in the morning when I take it, but throughout my entire day. I used to rely on caffeinated pre-workouts, if you know, you know, but when I cut those out, I struggled with grogginess. Adding an AG1 in the morning covers my bases with 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and ingredients like pre and probiotics, adaptogens, antioxidants, and whole food source nutrients. My favorite part of AG1? It's just one scoop, one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. I love to add in a squeeze of half a lemon, a few drops of AG1's vitamin D3K2, and three ice cubes, approximately three ice cubes every single morning into my glass as well. This is a partnership made in heaven because AG1 is the supplement that I trust and have trusted since 2023 to provide the support that my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. That's drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. Check it out. Now, my lessons aren't just around money and value and, and worth. They're now around my entire personhood, my entire being, how I show up in the world, who I am. And if you have seen any of the content that I have posted on social media recently, you would know that I am struggling with that. And I, and perhaps the word isn't struggle because I truly feel as if I'm in a time where a lot of things feel very murky to me. They feel a little bit confusing. However, I know that I, I, I'm trusting the process, if you will. Okay. I know that this won't always feel this way. I know there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I'm not panicked about what the outcome will be. I know that whatever the outcome will be is for my highest good. If I continue to trust the process and I continue to trust myself and I continue to trust God and my guides, I know that. But I will say, with that interpretation of Saturn transiting my first house currently, 
it has been a lot of questioning who it is I am. The question of, do I want kids has come up again, yet again in my life, quite another theme. And also when we think about this theme of uh, Venus retrograde, and I, I had a whole Venus retrograde episode, listen to that one if you're not sure. I did that based on whole signs. I'm an Aquarius rising. And so Venus is transiting or retrograde in my seventh house, which is committed relationships. So even the fact that I went through a breakup during this particular transit is, is not it sucks, but it's not surprising to me. Even just looking at that and being able to observe the way in which my entire understanding of what it is that I want and need in a partnership is shifting and my entire understanding of who it is that I am and how it is I show up in this world is shifting. It has been playing a really pivotal role in my life currently. I also know that we have a Pluto uh, transit next year, which will be incredibly transformative. So I have an, uh, an astrology reading this week because I need to get more information on this. Pluto is going into Aquarius next year. It went there this year. It, it retrograded back in Capricorn. It's going into Aquarius. And this is going to be in Aquarius for the next 20 years. If you follow any sort of astrology content, perhaps you don't, this is a major transit. This is a 20 year transit. This is one that has not happened for literally like hundreds of years or a hundred over. Girl, it hasn't happened for a long time. I don't have the exact number in front of me, but it hasn't happened in a long time. And this particular transit is interesting because it is it's something that will affect us all collectively. Pluto going into Aquarius is like, we are going to have a collective death and rebirth because Pluto is all about death and rebirth and transformation and burning shit down and building it back up and, and kind of exposing things at their core. Like, what is this? So let's peel back the layers and look at the dirty grime that's hidden away. And like, let's actually see this for what it is because we are no longer hiding it. We're no longer trying to like cover things up to make them pretty. No, Pluto is like, expose it, expose it because it is for the greater good for us to expose it and to see what it is than for us to keep hiding things. Like, why are we doing that? Right? So Pluto and Aquarius is all about that. And because Aquarius is a sign that's all about the collective and all about um, progression, right? You hear Aquarius also associated with like technology and things like that. And, you know, we, we have been seeing the, the boom with the AI. I mean, hello, this particular transit is going to be incredible over the next 20 years. And I say incredible, not necessarily with a, a positive or negative mind, like mindset or, or uh, interpretation with that word. I mean that it's going to be like literal transformation collectively. What that looks like, I don't know. How that plays out, I don't know. On the like in the collective world, I'm not <laughs> that great at, at, at interpreting uh, astro astrological charts just yet. I'm struggling with my words, but you get what I'm trying to say. Um, but I also know this: Pluto going into Aquarius means that Pluto will be transiting my first house, and. If you remember anything I just said about Saturn transiting my first house, this is entirely related to my personhood, to the way that I show up in the world, to the way that I present myself, all of these things. And because we're going to have this planet that's all about death, rebirth, transformation in my first house, then we have Saturn that's all about 
you know, challenge, helping you grow, helping you kind of do the things to get outside of your comfort zone, bringing you lessons to help you grow in advance. Also transiting my first house. I won't even lie to y'all. I'm, 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 I'm excited because I know that this is going to be a lot of like the, the image it brings to my head is pressure makes diamonds. This is everything energetically, a lot of things, maybe not everything. Okay. I'm being dramatic, but a lot of things energetically being thrown my way that are forcing me to ask myself who it is I came here to be and how it is I can truly step into that purpose. So if you are an Aquarius rising, this is going to be an incredible transit for you. Even if you're an Aquarius sun, this is also going to be incredible for you. But Aquarius risings in particular, the next 20 years, starting next year, you are going to be shifting completely. And it will be really, really, really interesting to see how this particular transit completely evolves us over the next two decades. And so to return back to kind of how this conversation started, this existential crisis that I'm going through, I have been questioning a lot of things. I've been questioning a lot of who I am, how I show up in this world, why am I doing the things that I do? What do I actually want? And I feel like this question, it's such an existential, such a high level question that it, it, it's interesting because it's always plagued me in my life. And perhaps we can consult the astrology once again and see that I have a lot of Scorpio placements in my chart. Um, and Scorpio is, is a sign of diving deep and asking these very like existential Christ, uh, asking these very existential questions rather about what is the meaning of life? What is the meaning of death? What is the meaning of anything? Um, not necessarily from a, a completely nihilistic point of view, but from this point of view where we want to discover meaning. We want to unearth purpose. And I've just been noticing that as I've gotten older and as I have personally just come to realize that a lot of the things that we do collectively, we do because there is some societal pressure or we do because there is some familial pressure or some friendship pressure or relationship pressure. I have really started to ask myself how it is that I can serve the purpose of showing up as my authentic and true self without feeling the need to completely just ignore my authentic desires for the sake of fitting into a group, whatever that group is. And I don't know, like I'm really, 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 I'm really struggling with that question. And again, I say struggling, not necessarily mean that I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm, I'm completely panicked. I know that everything will be okay, but it's just that I, I honestly feel as if this transit, these transits have me feeling incredibly lost. I know that this is temporary. I know that I won't always feel this way, but right now I feel like I'm in that limbo state of the version of myself that I once was perhaps in my early 20s, even mid 20s or, or, you know, start of my late 20s, that version of myself is no longer viable, right? She can't continue to exist in order for me to go to whatever that next level is. Yet at the same time, I don't know 
completely what that next version of myself looks like. I don't know what she completely values. I don't know what she does. I don't know what her dreams and aspirations fully are. And so I feel lost. I feel very much like I am taking steps in order to try to figure out what feels aligned, what doesn't feel aligned, what can I do? And I'm seeking help. I, When I tell you every single day, I pray for clarity. I, pr- I pray for clarity because I know that, again, I'm not in a space of being completely alone. I know that God is there. I know my guides are there. I know that I am being guided. However, I have to pray for that clarity because right now it feels as if there's so much happening that I don't yet understand the reason for it all. And so it feels as if I'm very, very, very lost. And I know that this feeling, this chapter, this moment of time, this desire for clarity, this is a part of the process, unfortunately. And so because of that, it does give me hope and it does kind of give me a reason to lean into whatever it is that I'm doing and feeling because I know that there is a purpose to all of this. However, I will say that it's still a very confusing time. Today, I actually woke up and I was thinking about my career. And this is one that I've been thinking about for for like the last couple of years, like a lot more. I think at one point I was like, well, do I want to become a content creator? I don't really know why, but that kind of doesn't feel aligned with me. I, I felt like perhaps that's that's not the the way or that's not what I want to do. And, you know, I've sat with just the idea of doing different things. And every single time I think about it, there's this feeling of not wanting to be condensed into one single box. And I remember chatting with B about this when she came to visit. And we were kind of talking about how we have these visions for kind of like the life that we want to live and the way that we want to help people and the way that we want to serve the collective and serve ourselves and our souls and what our souls came here to do. But there's almost this blindness to seeing how it will happen. Like we know the feeling in some ways, but we don't know the how, we don't know the what, we don't know the when, and we don't know the where. And one thing that she said was that we're creating something new, right? And this is kind of in some essence, very, very close to and very related to that Pluto and Aquarius transit of a new era, a new dawn, a new day, a new chapter for the entire, a new season rather for the entire collective. And so I think when you are building something in a new paradigm, in a new way, in a new understanding, oftentimes it is confusing. Not even often, I think it, it just is confusing because you are doing something that perhaps has never been done that way before, or you're perhaps taking on a new perspective and you are taking on one that doesn't exist to serve the current collective paradigms and institutions and systems. And if your desire is to shift certain systems, is to completely redo or revamp or help people to understand their different ways of thinking and understanding and doing things, that means going out into the unknown. That means the ultimate challenge of doing something 
in the unknown, in that space where you are so uncomfortable, where you are so blind. And the only thing you can do is be led by faith because you literally can't see. All you know is that you are trying to do something and build something and create something that doesn't yet exist in the way that you feel it should, but you don't even yet know what that looks like. And I feel like it's such a vulnerable space to be in. It's a space where you have to lean on faith. It's a space where you have to lean on your inner knowing that you are doing something greater than yourself and doing something greater than what serves you individually, because it is meant to serve the collective. So About a year ago, I wanted to elevate my health and wellness journey. I was so tired of taking all these different supplements every single day. So instead of adding more, I decided I wanted to simplify and try AG1. It's one of the best decisions I made in 2023. I now feel more energized and mentally clear daily. My skin has even more of a healthy and brighter glow and my digestion has improved. Like I said, I first gave AG1 a try because I wanted to simplify my supplements. I wanted a single solution to support my entire body, my gut, and my brain health. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've noticed that I feel a boost in energy, not just in the morning when I take it, but throughout my entire day. I used to rely on caffeinated pre-workouts, if you know, you know, but when I cut those out, I struggled with grogginess. Adding an AG1 in the morning covers my bases with 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and ingredients like pre and probiotics, adaptogens, antioxidants, and whole food source nutrients. My favorite part of AG1? It's just one scoop. One scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. I love to add in a squeeze of half a lemon, a few drops of AG1's vitamin D3K2, and three ice cubes, approximately three ice cubes every single morning into my glass as well. This is a partnership made in heaven because AG1 is the supplement that I trust and have trusted since 2023 to provide the support that my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. That's drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. Check it out. I woke up this morning and I was thinking about my career and I was thinking about how years and years and years ago, I was leaving college and I decided to apply to grad school and I applied to three different programs. One was a PR program. One was a master's in advertising and marketing. And one was a program for a doctorate in psychology. And I got into all three programs. I ended up going to the one at Emerson College and getting my master's in advertising. And I've always had this like, I might go back to school kind of uh, outlook and thinking. And this morning, it, it came to me a bit more. And I remember like, just sitting with that, right? Because I feel like I'm a very rash person that can be very, very, very um, impulsive. If I have an idea, I act on it typically very quickly. However, I sat with that and I was like, well, what would that look like? What if I did go back to school? What would I do? And what would I do with that? Because I feel like my other fear of exploring something different and perhaps this is also how you felt in life whether you're in that space now or 
maybe were in that space before is that if I were to explore something different, I don't know, there's just this fear of starting over. There's this fear of, I just have this fear of judging myself for following different interests because I have a lot of different interests. And when I start something and I try something new, I often shame myself for it because I'm so afraid of what will people think if I start something new? And so I called my mom and we were kind of talking about this. And when I tell you, she was so excited because I've been talking about going back to school for a second master's or possibly a doctorate for like years now. Um, and, uh, and part of it obviously is the financial aspect of it, right? So it's just like, do I want more student loans? I already have like a ton of student loans. Grad school was not cheap by any means. Um, and, you know, there's like, oh, do I want to add more to that? Kind of like, what would I do? What would be the purpose of this? And she was so excited. And her thing was like, if you really want to do this, don't let anything stop you, like not even you. And I mean, this is something I'm going to collectively or not collectively, I'm going to continue to sit with over the next few weeks to kind of figure out what I want to do. But even that, I was just kind of like, well, what if this is part of that new shift, right? If this transformation is happening over the next two decades, perhaps it means a complete change of career. Perhaps it means that I no longer want to participate in the marketing and advertising world and I leave that world. As much as I love the creativity and everything involved in marketing and advertising, I feel like this push in social media to kind of just be keeping up with all of these different things, I found that the the version of myself that I am now is no, it's not really excited about that. Like younger me would have been like, oh, like a new social media platform. Like, yes, I'm on it. I'm doing this. I'm learning. I'm like, and it would have been fun. Now to me, it's exhausting. Now I'm like, I don't want to do all of these things. I don't want to do all of these things, try to stay relevant. Like I just want to be, I just want peace. (laughs) I just want peace. And I'm trying to sit with the idea of what does career what does serving the collective and serving myself and filling my cup up and doing all these things look like to me? What is the what is the ideal career for the next chapter? And I don't necessarily believe this has to be for the rest of my life. I think with a lot of the Scorpio in my chart, with the kind of person that I am, I'm not I'm not incredibly afraid of burning it all down and starting over. I've shaved my head countless times. I have left jobs behind. I've closed business downs. I've done all these things. And this is a major one. This is one where if I do decide to shift my entire career, this will be akin to when I moved to Dallas, like a major, major life change. So I'm sitting with it. I'm experiencing the existential crisis of it all. And if you are experiencing this as well, come DM me on Instagram. Let's chat about it. If you are on Geneva, you can message me there, pop into one of the the groups over on Geneva. If you are also considering a career change or perhaps you, you made a career change, I would love to kind of know what is going through your head what are you weighing? What is affecting that decision for you? And yeah, 
So I don't think we're going to get to skincare today, my loves. Um, I feel <laughs> like this was really cathartic, but I kind of want to go and sit for a little bit and kind of just talk and think a lot of this through a bit more, maybe journal a bit more. I'm going to a new moon event tomorrow night, or not a new moon, a full moon event rather tomorrow night. And I'm really excited for that. Um, also, that's a fun one. So let me actually tell you guys about that really quickly before we end off this episode. So we have a full moon in Pisces um, this week. I believe it's on Wednesday, the 30th, because today is the 28th. I believe it's on Wednesday. And this full moon, like I said, it's in Pisces. However, we also have Saturn in Pisces currently. And Pisces is, you know, that sign typically known for kind of like dreaming and, you know, um, boundlessness and imagination and kind of like airy fairy and, you know, the, just that that kind of vibe where Saturn is the, you know, strict and uh, constrictive and like, you know, boundaries and, and limits and how we govern these things in a very kind of organized fashion. Oh, apologies there. I have a meeting coming up. Um, so with this full moon in Pisces, right, aside Saturn in Pisces, it's kind of this situation where we have been dreaming and we've been thinking about what certain things look like in our life and kind of what we want to experience and the vibes that we want to have and what we want to manifest and all these beautiful airy fairy like magical things. But Saturn is coming in to be like, what? disciplinary actions, disciplinary routines do you need to involve in your life in order to bring this to life? So if you're like, you know, you have this vision of living a certain type of life, living a certain lifestyle, but your actions have not matched, your actions don't line up, the way that you are living doesn't line up, your mindset doesn't line up, what do you need to release around this particular full moon in order to get your shit together? And this particular transit for me is when we look at Placidus, because I, I did look at, watch Haley Comments video. I like love all of Haley's videos. She's amazing. Um, we're hosting a virtual conference in December. I'll have more information about it. I know I've like mentioned it like a million times and have given no information. I'm, I'm, organizing okay i'm like planning that but she's going to be speaking at this virtual conference that i'm having in december and she's going to be talking all about your astrology for 2024 but i watched her video and i looked up where this particular transit is happening on my chart and this of course don't we love it is in my first house again <laughs> when things take place in your first house in astrology, it is that much more powerful because it affects everything. Think about it. Like if like you are the the common denominator of your life, obviously. So if major shifts are happening with you, it ripples out. It affects your relationships, it affects your career, it affects your money, it affects your mind, it affects everything. So this particular transit for me is happening in my first house alongside my Saturn return and you know this upcoming Pluto transit so for me this full moon is all about what do I need to release and how do I need to 
I guess, like step up in my life to truly embody that version of myself that I see myself being. And it feels really powerful. It feels incredibly powerful. It feels incredibly transformative. It feels incredibly transformative. So I'm attending a full moon event tomorrow night. I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see what comes up in that event um, in terms of how it is I'm showing up in my life, what it is I need to release, who it is I need to release. And yeah. So I don't know. (laughs) Another chatty, chatty episode. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. I am working to get a September energy report up for you soon and um we'll be back on track with all our other episodes as per usual the skincare one will come soon I I literally have the list in front of me of like what I'm going to be talking about but I just like don't have the energy right now um to do that so thank you so much for being here for listening to me ramble about this existential crisis let me know again if you're going through something similar if you perhaps are having you know any of these transits occur in your chart in the same way that they're occurring in mine perhaps and kind of what you're doing to ground what you're doing to ground what you're doing to return to self and just work with the energies that are working with you so yeah thank you so much my loves for being here have a beautiful beautiful rest of your day or evening, or weekend, whatever. And I will chat with you soon. Okay, bye. What if I told you that in 2024, you were going to travel more? I bet you would be excited because who doesn't have travel more on their 2024 vision board? But my loves, it's time to craft a bit of an action plan and take your first steps. And this is where I come in. I'm hosting a trip to Bali, May 23rd to May 29th, 2024 for the Manifest Daily community. I'm so excited about this one. We have a jam-packed itinerary. We have a Balinese cooking class, a sacred monkey forest visit, a coffee brewing workshop, literally the works because that's just a taste of the itinerary and this trip is a celebration of new beginnings and also a couple of birthdays so if you're curious about bali and you want to meet me there alongside a couple other wonderful amazing beautiful souls head to my website for more information themanifestly.com events visit the link in the show notes and yeah let's let's hang out in bali